0: So we are live, and I welcome everyone to the Women's Empowerment Series. This is episode 36. So, and I'm so excited to uh, to welcome Cassie Shea, who's connecting all the way from California to be with us today. The Women Empowerment Series is a series where we showcase and we present different women leaders who are doing amazing work, impacting people's life and changing people's lives so that they can inspire and share their story and also give some hint, some you know, nuggets or some advice about what they do. So, welcome, Cassie. Such Thank an honor so to well. have you today. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me. and super excited for this conversation this morning.
0: Actually, this yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> We are evening, uh, the Dubai section, all evening as well. But hey, it's morning for you in California. Yeah so nice so I'm gonna let you um hi Miriam so some, some people if you're joining us let us know where you're connecting from I uh, would love to welcome you and if you're watching us on replay the hashtag replay and if you have any question for Cassie or for myself we'd love to answer to all of that so welcome Miriam I see all those beautiful faces joining us mm-hmm. and I would like to uh, let you introduce yourself Cassie and tell us what you do and what you're working on
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. And women's economic empowerment is something uh, very near and dear to my heart. So I left the corporate space three years ago. It's actually my Mm. anniversary this week. Congratulations. Thank you
0: to move away
1: from corporate and start my own business. So super happy to take any questions about what that transition looks like.
0: When, when I have some women who are like that, Miriam and Lubna is joining us. So if you have any questions, this is amazing because a lot of questions that people have is they have this beautiful project, but they don't, you know, they don't, they need that courage to kind of step into the entrepreneurship area. So congratulations. And three years, that means you're doing great. So well done.
1: Thank you. Thank you <laughs> so much. Like any journey, there's cycles. And so yeah. there's, there's ups, there's downs, um, but I think business is one of the most beautiful um, adventures and endeavors you can undertake because it teaches you about yourself. So I believe business is one of the best personal mm-hmm. development containers because it takes, like you mentioned, courage. It because takes you activating um, yeah. all of your gifts, skills, talents, know-how, and experience mm-hmm. and learning how to present yourself to the world. So I've been a coach and a consultant now for three years. I've advised seven and eight-figure CEOs, usually around the intersection of people and Mm -hmm. operations. Those are my two areas of expertise in corporate. So I went from Mm -hmm. entry-level employee to executive in four years.
0: Well done. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. And I got to sort of the top of the career ladder and realized there's something missing. And the something Mm -hmm. missing piece was me Uh, really owning my creative process and really owning this desire to be an entrepreneur. And Mm -hmm. so taking that leap of faith was a really big commitment, not just to figuring out the business side, Mm -hmm. but really honoring my dream and vision and Mm -hmm. realizing that there's never going to be a perfect or optimal time Mm -hmm. and choosing to stop being a perpetual student and start being a perpetual, perpetual activator.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. But how did it manifest? How did you feel that? What is it in, you know, you? how did you see it in yourself that this is not corporate? It's not for you. This is not the place for you. How did you feel it?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when you mentioned feel it, it was kind of a feeling in my body. And Mm -hmm. I was experiencing a lot of um, illness and Mm -hmm. discomfort and just not feeling overall not feeling well. And there was never a diagnosed condition. But what I realized Mm -hmm. is I wasn't really being truthful about Mm -hmm. what I truly wanted. And I wasn't using my time to do the things that my heart was calling me to. And so what that looked like for me is that I gained a lot of weight. I felt really stressed out. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel well in my body. And so part of what led me to the entrepreneurship journey was learning actually how to not just listen to my intuition and kind of honor the dream, but mm-hmm. also realize that our well-being is connected to how we're feeling day to day. And there was something out of alignment. And it was so out of alignment for me to continue on this corporate path that my body was actually giving me signals.
0: Mm-hmm. It was saying,
1: hey, stop. Wow, listen. Wow. I need you to listen and take a step back.
0: That's amazing because you listen to the signals. Often we don't listen to them. We don't really, we, you know, we kind of, we, we go through burnout, we don't feeling good and we kind of push ourselves to motivate ourselves. Yeah. Um, we have a comment saying, nastiness is into in a perpetual activator. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess it's about, you know, you listening to yourself and using your intuition to guide you to whatever you want to be. And so how was it to start and be an entrepreneur? So you left corporate. Bye bye. I'm starting new. Mm -hmm. How was the first days and the first weeks of your journey?
1: Yeah, well, it took a very interesting turn very quickly. So that was January of 2020. So okay. we're talking about right before the global before tour, the COVID. 19 pandemic. Oh my God,
0: that's mm-hmm. right. So I
1: resigned my corporate role in January of 2020. Uh-huh. I secured a contract to go work for an amazing company in London. So I'm based in, I was based in Los Angeles at the time. Yes. I had a glass penthouse overlooking all of Los Angeles. Nice. Kind mm-hmm. of all of these external markers of success, but life yes. didn't, it didn't feel like my life. It didn't feel like the life I wanted. It didn't feel like a life that really reflected my hearts and dreams and desires.
0: It's like you had everything to be happy, like the perfect apartment, the perfect job, the perfect outfits, and something felt missing. Totally. So
1: for me, it was a great lesson in not placing my identity and things outside of me. Yeah. You know, I had all the external markers of success, like you mentioned, Yeah. but I felt really empty inside and I was really hungry for something different. And so I realized it wasn't just... For me personally, it wasn't going to be enough to take little incremental changes. I needed to do a complete life overhaul. So mm-hmm. I packed up my stuff into storage. <laughs> yeah. I moved to London.
0: Wow. In February twenty twenty. did like, of 2020. Yeah, like the movies. You're like, okay, it was I'm great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you.
1: <laughs> it was okay. one of the best decisions of my life. I had always wanted to move out of my home country, and I'd never oh. done that experience and it was really a a leap of faith and Mm -hmm. a lot of times people talk about you know taking a leap before the net Mm -hmm. and trusting that the net will appear and that was a big part of my journey I just knew I had to make a change I knew that I had to do something radical to Mm -hmm. shake myself up and like give myself a different life experience Mm -hmm. and since I remember watching a movie when I was six years old and it okay. was all about an American moving to Italy. I don't even remember what the movie was. I just uh, that's so nice. And so from okay. the time I was six years old to 30, so 24 years, and you that kept was it in my, my number one dream. Oh, wow. And there were so many ways I could have done it before. Like I could have done it, a study abroad program in university. Right? I could that's have right. done uh, my graduate degree overseas, in which internship. I didn't think about. Uh, internships, working for an international company. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different ways to make your dreams come true. Mm -hmm. But I didn't trust Mm -hmm. that the dream was worth pursuing. And so I kept my dreams small. And I kept telling myself with the corporate career, well, I just need a little bit more money. I just need the next title. I need the next raise. And I realized like there's never going to be a point where I've collected enough to actually take the leap. So I had to do it. It was like a, it was just a big, uh, I call it like my, wasn't really a quarter life crisis. It wasn't really a midlife crisis. It's, a not, turning, it's turning. so young. 30. Yeah, it was a turning 30 crisis. And I was starting a new decade of my life. And I realized I have to do something radical. So I moved to London at an amazing contract job. I only worked four days a week. So I was traveling I around Europe. I went to Madrid. I went all over so England. Nice. I lived in this amazing flat. I made so many friends. And it only lasted for three weeks. I was on one of the so last so flights home. Them. I was on one of the last flights home when they were closing the borders for COVID.
0: Oh, really? So you made it back because you could have been stuck there for months, right?
1: I London was one of the last first world cities to shut down with COVID. And so yes. I left March in mm. March. And it was mm. a day or two days before the borders closed. And that was one of the biggest moments of grief in my life. Mm. Um, because it felt like I had finally gone all in on my dream. Mm. And it didn't work out the way I expected.
0: You have a lot of fun, uh, Cassie. your decision to change was true, how you did, how you continue to do it, wow, so Kate, you have, you have a lot of comments here, that's really sweet, and you, keep, and, love, and you keep inspiring, so you are inspiring a lot of people, because not everybody takes an image from a movie and make it a reality. We, mm-hmm. we don't get scared in doing that. I thought you were going to say that movie where you have, you know, this uh, w- the woman who is in Los Angeles and then the other one in England and they swapped mm-hmm.
1: yeah. apartments? I love that, that movie. movie. Yeah, that's the Holiday. A
0: movie. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Huh?
1: The Holiday with Kate yeah, Winslet. Yeah, The Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. That's and Cameron a, Diaz.
0: Yeah. inspired mm-hmm. a lot of women also to do the same and do the swap. <laughs> but that's fun because, you know, your life is your own movie. So create it as you want it to be. And Absolutely. it's so, yeah, and and it's what you did, and the, and you look at all the sparks in your eyes when you talk about it. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people saying, "What a story!" Hi, Layla. Hi, Zahra. How so nice to mm-hmm. see you. Hi, Linda. Hi, Lindy. It's good to see. You. So you came back, and that was, yeah. uh, and then you started your coaching business. That's when you started it during COVID. I did. So I did a couple of
1: things. Mm-hmm. uh when i came back i started my business and at the time i was advising seven and eight figure ceos
0: mm. so
1: you have to be advising seven and eight, eight figures <laughs> so <laughs> again the idea was helping people look at the intersection of people and business operations okay. and one thing that i've learned about ceos is okay. they especially in startups they're innovators so they want to move on they want to move on to the next project that's the next idea cool. the next startup And so my specialty was actually coming in and helping them build the team and systems so they could retire, which is what I'm continuing to focus on now. In addition to helping people start and Mm. make their first 10 K online. But at the time I realized given this whole story and I was so sad when I came back to LA, I came back to a wonderful apartment, but I was so sad because I wanted to be in Europe. I wanted to be traveling. My dreams felt like I had a, yeah, it's like you
0: woke up in the middle of the night you're like I want to go back to that beautiful <laughs> dream you know it, I mean? I'm
1: so <laughs> grateful that I kept a blog because otherwise I think I would have I, I don't know that I would believe that that was true yeah so it was such yeah. a magical experience I don't
0: but you can always go back whenever you want to you know I could always go back
1: um but what I did is instead of putting my identity back into work That was one of my really big lessons in leaving and stepping away. And one thing I think is so powerful about going to work in another country is you see different models of work-life balance and work-life integration and how other people um, either place their identity or don't in their work. And so that was very helpful for me to be in London and work you know, seven hour days compared to sometimes 14 hour days. I was working in LA. Yeah. yeah. And so just having a different model of work was really helpful. But when I came back, I realized I can't make my work my identity anymore. So I did two things that I'm really proud of in 2020 when I got back. I lost 50 pounds. So wow. I really took
0: good care of my body. It um, was the best thing to do during COVID, right? Everything I was is so you yeah, took care doing of
1: yoga and walking and good. lifting weights. And yeah. I had a rule. I wasn't allowed to watch
0: any TV. But you know what's funny what you say here? It's because you're happy. You're already happy. You, your vibrations are better. You were in London. You came back with, you know, a lot of things. So you're ready to make the change. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, did that. you applied it into your health. That's amazing. So you were not allowed to watch TV, you said?
1: I wasn't allowed to watch TV. And the second thing I did during COVID, so I lost the 50 pounds. And then the second thing I did is I finished my book manuscript. And mm-hmm. so I put all of my... Uh, free time, if you will, outside of building the business into my well-being and my creativity. And I think those are the two things that ended up nourishing my soul the most because Mm -hmm. I know so many people on this uh, broadcast are looking about, you know, empowerment, how to empower yourself. And I feel like the two things that we don't talk about as much around career that Mm -hmm. complement you building your career, building your business, or even being the best employee you can be are really nurturing your creativity, yes, and nourishing your well being. And if yeah, those two yeah. things are in balance, you have a much wholeer,
0: happier. So we can have a life. That slowly, so nurturing your creativity and nurturing mm-hmm. your body. That's yeah, and nourishing your body. Nourishing. So
1: learning, learning to move in whatever way feels best for you. Some days that was taking really long runs for me. Sometimes it was just. Mm-hmm. Um, doing slow, gentle stretching on the beach. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, three years later, it's dancing. Good. Um, Expressing Mm -hmm. myself with more joyful, fun movements. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really nourishing your body with with well-being, like really good food, great hydration, and moving in a way that feels joyful for you.
0: Mm. I love that. I love that. And you didn't have time to do all that when you were in corporate? I didn't make time. You didn't make time. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the thing. We always do. have time. We,
1: we all have 24 hours a day. Elon Musk runs three companies. Like, like yes. them or hate them, we all have time. I just Would wasn't you? prioritizing yeah. my body or my creativity. Yeah, it's and like how so, do you
0: spend your day, that's what matters. and what makes you level success and level of feeling fulfilled, actually. Because when you're missing all those components, you feel you, you don't feel happy no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely. It's an so, inside job. Like, it is an inside job, yeah. And that's what's my next uh, question was about the book. So congratulations, the book came out last year, two thousand twenty. Did you have a copy to show us here? Is it? Do you have a copy Andy? Oh,
1: I can drop it in the chat. Should I do that?
0: Yeah, if okay, you can, perfect. or we can drop a link later. Whoever wants to see okay, it. Perfect. Okay, let me. But w- you have a very special title for the book. I? <laughs> <laughs> let's so worry the- about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so worry about um, everything. So tell me about it.
1: So hopefully it's humorous, but the premise is I've worried about everything. So you don't have to, and you're welcome. So it covers Mm -hmm. everything from uh, figuring out your career to education, to breakups, to how rude it is that our parents get older and Mm -hmm. start to age. Um, And then, of course, my favorite topic is food. So there's a whole section in the book that talks about what type of food uh, relates to your romantic desires. Which wow. is pretty funny, and what to worry about if you, you order takeout too much? <laughs> can, you, can you give one example about food? Uh, let's see. Um, I write a little bit about fast food and McDonald's, and how maybe you're just trying to nourish your inner child or have like a nostalgic experience. Yes, um, sushi I think means that you wish you were naked more often because you're eating. Oh my well god! Naked I food. Didn't
0: know <laughs> oh my god!
1: So, and then there's a whole section about what funny. to worry about if you just sit on the couch and order takeout with your significant other that's every day. That's I'm going kind to of worry a
0: little bit about this sushi thing because my kids love sushi. If I ask <laughs> them you'll prefer sushi than McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. It's all in good fun. Uh-huh. So, And so the- what did that study make you discover about food and about yourself, really?
1: I think for me, it was a connection, especially as I looked at the process of losing weight Mm -hmm. and not just losing weight once, but I actually lost even more weight later Mm -hmm. and kept it off, which is very rare statistically when you lose that much weight. And And I realized, and and fast, fast. and what I realized is my life wasn't nourishing. Mm
0: -hmm. I had this gnawing, aching, hunger. So you were looking for food to nourish yourself?
1: I was using food. Like other people might use drugs or might numb out watching too much TV. Um, I think food can be a very addictive um, addictive Mm -hmm. behavior. And so I lived in Los Angeles at the time. I had access to all the best restaurants pretty much Mm -hmm. in the world, Michelin star down to uh, taco trucks on the street and everything in between. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I wasn't nourishing my creativity. That's the biggest connection. I -hmm. wasn't allowing myself creative practices and creating something for the joy of it. It was always about how do I produce more for work? How do I improve my economic situation? How do I get better at the skills so I can make more money?
0: Mm. And that
1: left me in a place of gnawing, aching, hunger because I wasn't allowing myself to be connected to my creativity and also as connected to people in my life in terms of interpersonal relationships because income, the pursuit of income had become my identity. And so one of my key principles now moving forward in life is that there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money or wanting to make a lot of money. But now I place that in context with I want to live a free, whole, and happy life. And so I don't want to look to food or any other thing outside of me to Mm -hmm. nourish me. But when I actually turn my creativity on, when I turn my creative process on and allow myself to be creative, Mm -hmm. that could be – Everything from how you set the table to arranging flowers to um, planning a birthday party. like Creativity doesn't have to be writing a book. It could be anything in life where you You give yourself that joyful freedom Mm. to make life a little bit more beautiful. One of my favorite Mm. authors says, beauty organizes chaos. So if you give yourself permission to uh, make something in life a little bit more beautiful, I think that's what's turning on your creativity. And so for me, that was the big move that kept me...
0: I love the way you put it. Uh, when you look for beauty and try to bring beauty in your life, you become more creative. Very nice. Yeah. I have a nice comment for you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Hin for the continue of your work. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you, Zara. Your guest cast brings this precious asset, which combines voice, humor, art, to emancipate business. Ah, oh, it's a Bruce Madeleine. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> really sweet. Oh, my thank God. Thank This is so French. Um, Based, uh, an incredible mathematician who's writing this. So mm, take that as a beautiful compliment. Thank you, Zahra. Thank you. And so that's really yeah. beautiful. And I like the way you say when you use beauty, you uh, you know you you become creative, and it's so true. And when you find beauty in the simplest thing, then that's what triggers your creativity. It's really the simplest things. Because sometimes you go sophisticated and you want to, you know, create something that doesn't exist. But you don't have to. Beauty is everywhere. You have to see it, and more you see it, more you become creative. Very nicely said. Nicely expressed. And it's so true. And that's what's missing for us. Sometimes we surround. Uh, we have the most beautiful, expansive everything, but you can't see it because you're not even present when you're too busy with the corporate uh, game. Which is a game, right? Running after numbers, running after responsibility, running after the big corner office—it becomes a game. And yeah, wow. So, your uh, book—it's what does it give as an advice? What can you? uh, What is a good thing that you know all these amazing people watching us uh, can uh, can get from you today from the book? Absolutely.
1: So I know a lot of us worry and the worry for me kept me really small and it kept me feeling really isolated because I felt like everything I was worried about were special things to me. And Mm. what was really interesting is when I started talking to people about the book and talking to other people about their worries, I realized I was far less alone. Mm. Lots of people are worried. And what the book did for me is it gave me a voice of humor to talk about what I really worry about. Um, And everything in the book is true, by the way, in terms of things I worry about. They're Mm -hmm. all true to life.
0: Wow. Um,
1: But what really humbled me is people would uh, tell me early on in reading, oh, my gosh, I was I was worried about that, too. And you gave voice to something that I've never told anyone else. Oh, yeah. So there's a a part at the end. I would encourage you to uh, read the very end of the book. And there's a letter to break up with worry.
0: Mm, nice that. And yeah,
1: it's a it's a letter, and I would encourage you to write your own letter. Okay. Um, but in terms of what you were just mentioning about how when we seek out beauty in our life, it helps us feel more grounded. There's a really simple way I can recommend to anyone on this call to take some of these thoughts and actually implement them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's either seek out sunsets or mm-hmm. seek out sunrises.
0: They nice. are some of the most
1: beautiful times of the day. It's true. And when I started deciding to intentionally cultivate my creativity, I made a commitment to either watch one sunrise or one sunset a day. If I could do that, that was amazing. So there's this nice parentheses in the day. Yes. But there's so much beauty. And when we're so busy, we miss it. And so it's very grounding. And it's something we can do for free. It's something that we can do with our loved ones or by ourselves. And it's something that Reminds us like every day is a gift. Every day is beautiful. Yes. The earth is masterful in yeah. her creation process.
0: And, and the so, colors are magical. Colors.
1: Yes. And ah. the texture and the light and just remembering the day the comes and the day goes.
0: Yeah. And and then you remember the miracle that you are and where you live and that you're alive and you can watch that and feel the moment. I think what's missing often And that's what we always look for when we, you know, you want to leave the corporate, start your business or which you can also, you know, find at the corporate if you really knew how to manage your time. And I think, you know, corporations could be also very fulfilling when they align with your inner mission is to be able to feel the presence and feel and use your senses to be present in every moment And we don't do that because we think it's going to take out our part of our day. But in the opposite, it actually brings your day back to you because you anchor it. Yeah. And I I love that. So, what time do you like most? Do you like the sunrise or you go look for the sunset? You.
1: I like them both. Um, I've been getting up closer to 5 a.m. every day this year. Wow.
0: So, I've been (laughs) challenging myself. (laughs) 5 a.m. I'm sorry. You ha- your sunrise is at 5 a.m. now? No, sunrise
1: is about 7 a.m. So I'm up uh, before the sunrise. Right here which is here it's like 7.30. Wonder- yeah, yeah, it's wonderful to actually have some time before the sun even rises. Um, mm-hmm. But my personal, <clears throat> excuse me, my personal favorite time of day is sunset. Um, okay. I love watching the day erase. And there's this really beautiful element to twilight. And one of my favorite authors talks about how when you shed neon light on your soul, so when we're talking a lot about identity and work and even the things we worry about, like everything in this conversation, if you shed a neon light on it, your soul tends to retract. Like if you imagine a fluorescent light in a hospital or in mm. a stale office building, like that light or in a dressing room at a department store, it's like very harsh and you almost feel like you're retracting. It's, but like, the light, it's like yeah. It's too bright, right? It's artificial. But the light of twilight as it's softening and the day's erasing. It's like the in-between time. Mm -hmm. And our souls tend to come alive in those in-between times because the light is softer. And so to me, that's a reminder to be soft to myself. Like I hold myself to very high standards. I love to accomplish things. Mm
0: -hmm. And I want to
1: go out and make a big impact in the world as I know everyone on this call does. But there's also a reminder during the day to be really soft and to hold yourself in the light of twilight because you're always um, being and becoming something new all of us every day, each breath, each day. And so Mm. holding yourself in a softer light, even just for a few moments of the day, can help you see your own beauty and feel like your soul can come alive in a little bit of a different way. So I prefer sunset.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. And um, it's so true. Uh, When you harmonize with that softness of light and of nature, you start really anchoring it inside you and you start treating yourself with that softness Mm. more, which we don't do even, and more as women, right? Because we push ourselves more and you prove yourself more and you get become really tough on yourself. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. So this is how you help the executives and others is to really bring that softness back into their life. Yeah. Because yeah. we lo- we lose touch of it, hmm. and honoring the creative process, the, the creative. business
1: business can be a very creative process, but when we're just driven to outcomes and numbers, and we're not necessarily investing in people and stories and adventure, um, it just becomes one dimensional. So, to your point at the beginning of the call, why I moved to Europe was I had this movie in my mind, I had this <laughs> image playing. And so I think that's a huge tool each of us can use. It's not about necessarily um, making your life look like a movie, but the movie that's already playing in your mind is playing out how you're deciding to take action. So yeah. in order to move to become that perpetual activator, um, yeah. sometimes you need to refresh the movie. You need to update yeah. some footage. You need to change the story
0: you and need go to live make- a story but uh, that's true but I still and I do believe that everyone can play her movie by being a star in her movie because um often we let others be you know that focus and you know the one deciding and doing things for us and taking the second role in the back seat but when you take action and you know and become in charge of your life. It's like, okay, I'm not happy here. That's what you did. I'm not happy here. I want to change. I'm packing and I'm going. So you really put yourself and take yourself. That's taking actions. That's you deciding on your life. And that's leadership because leadership is really leading yourself first, leading yourself and leading it with so much empathy and beauty and softness. And that's the new way of leading and even corporate today if they want to really thrive and change that's what they need to bring more of that humanness and that empathy and you know and i love the way you describe it it's really the twilight softness i think it's just so beautifully said That's so nice. Uh, I want to, this is such a beautiful conversation and so soothing, I feel to me, and I'm sure to everyone who's listening to us, because we kind of really, it's it's just bring you down, ground you to feel like, you know what, there is, you know, this is the best energy you can be in when you want to thrive in your business even though you feel like you wanna work more to go faster, but sometimes just calming down, make you move fast. I saw that you are uh, also a singer. (laughs) Yes. Which is incredible because, um, you know, last episode we had uh, uh, an opera singer also joining. So Mm. I I I seem to attract all those beautiful (laughs) beauty and voices. How does that, uh, how did that that play in, in the back of your mind? being so connected with music and you add into it all this beauty
1: i absolutely love singing i recently found out there is a league of professional karaoke singers so Mm -hmm. maybe in the future i will join that and compete internationally (laughs) i love karaoke it's so much fun it's my favorite sport Um, but i was trained as a professional singer growing up and i competed Mm -hmm. and what i feel singing brings to my life and i believe everyone can learn how to use their voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, biologically, it activates your vagus nerve. So Mm -hmm. it provides um, an internal massage. Mm -hmm. And so when you sing, it doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter how it sounds. There's so much judgment we put on our voices. But when you sing, you're actually massaging this vagus nerve, which is very calming to your energy system. You're opening up your throat, uh, quite literally, and Mm -hmm. letting words flow through you. And music carries such an important vibration. And different frequencies of music we found out with science will affect our mood. I mean, mm. you know, when you put on a feel-good song, yeah. your whole vibe changes, right? Absolutely. And so uh, singing it is actually taking it into your body. And so one of the things I learned as a singer, and for anyone here who wants to be a better you know, singer in the car or singer huh? when you put, put – Or the, in the shower. Uh, in the shower <laughs> or if you're cooking dinner and you put some music yeah. on, uh, a lot of us, when we don't know how to sing, we just shoot the sound right out of our mouth. But really, the secret to singing is you're actually singing from the bottom of your bottom of yourself, like your bottom yeah. of your gut. And you're yeah. actually moving the sound all the way up. You're using the oh, fullness right. of your body. You're breathing from your diaphragm down to the center of your belly mm-hmm. and then bringing that breath all the way forward. And so the sound comes out a little softer
0: and a little rounder when you breathe and, deeper, and, down and, and, you deeper and deeper and deeper deeper. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, aren't you an amazing lady? This is uh, so delightful. Thank you so much, Cassie, for joining me today and joining us in this Women's Empowerment Series. Thank you, everyone, for your beautiful comments and for being with us, all the ladies, Cynthia, Zahra, Leila, and Kate, uh, so delightful. If you're watching us on replay, we're going to drop also the link for your book, Cassie, so that whoever wants to really uh, find their worry in the book, because they <laughs> will you know. And uh, thank you so much, Rebecca, for, for coming.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was a true joy. And thank you everyone for being on the call today.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye everyone. Bye-bye.